Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Lost with Friends. As always, I'm your host, Paul. If you listened to the previous episode, you know who's here, but I'm going to have him reintroduce himself because he's awesome. Double feature. It's Jake Wolken. Back again. <laughs> Back again. Um, Left my seat. Well, just <laughs> water, but... Uh, Jake is back for the discussion of collision because when I put out the word, what did anybody want for season two? Of course, Jake. And actually I put out the word not too long ago about season three and the very first, I believe it was the very first person to message me was Jake. No, I was the second only because I didn't know if if I should have jumped on it so fast. But I want to say, was it Crystal that beat me to it? I think so. Yes. But still, I know, and I, but I do know that before that, for a little bit now, you have been teasing me going, I already have my list of what I want for season three. (laughs) And while we're talking right now, I'm wrapping up my season four list. So there you go. But so uh, when when the word was put out for season two, Jake, you know, uh, messaged me and he said that he wanted both the other 48 days and collision. So, of course, we decided to sit down, record them back to back and we're going to be talking about collision. And I did get a message from you the other day. (laughs) Uh, I guess that can kind of lead us right into the very first thing, unless you have a reason in particular why you wanted this one because like we talked in the previous one about how um you know it didn't necessarily move the the store the narrative forward but it did expand everything this one finally does move everything forward only a little bit but it does move everything forward but was there a particular reason you wanted that one and this one uh, a couple reasons. Um, as I mentioned, I, I like the last episode because we saw everything in a different perspective. We we beefed up the already existing story that we have. And then um, the reason I asked for this one as well is because I do love stories that flow. And I mean, this pretty much you end with Shannon's death and then we pick it up, you know, damn near at the beginning of this episode and the aftermath of that. Um I I like that. I think I asked for a couple other episodes like that somewhere along the line, too, where they just flow. I remember I do and not in Portland. Those two just flow. And I so I I like that. It's almost one continuous story just split down the middle. Um, I thought that overall collision was actually a a decent episode. I mean, flashback aside, but I I think this I actually like the episode enough that I wanted to talk about it. Right. Um, okay, so speaking of flashbacks, we actually start in a flashback, and this is... And that is the absolute wrong move. <laughs> this is a... I gotta... I'm, I, I have to preface this. I got a message, uh, I believe it was on Snapchat uh, the other day, from <laughs> Jake, and there was... I think there was, like, multiple exclamation points somewhere, and I had to even... Do you want me to read the, the exact quote Yes, please, please do, yes. Okay, so well, you know, again, preferences uh, preference that too. I uh, I deemed uh, Anna shooting Shannon as the put down the phone moment for the other forty eight days. So my my first line of notes says, "What? No, no, no! You have to pick up at the put down the phone moment. Like you can't just 
leave something like that and then be like, yeah, here's a flashback you probably don't want to see. You know? But like, see, no. but see I, I disagree because at the end of Abandoned, she gets shot. And at the beginning of the other 48 days, we don't pick up. We actually, we, as I, you know, as we talked about in that episode several times, we don't see anything that happens after that. They take an entire week, at least an entire episode to not continue from that story. So really it. I, I kind of like that just just as much as in that episode we didn't have the previously on Lost or anything like that and you it does kind of uh, jar the viewer at first where it's like well wait a minute something's different about this one I I do like the fact that in this one we still like and it it does it makes you it it builds up that intensity of I want to know what happened and they still don't give it to us they just keep teasing us with it. Yeah, and uh, uh, I, I'm okay with the fact that Shannon gets shot and then we go to the other 48 days because it's so much story not progressing forward but it's so much story alone that I think it was a very good catch-up point for what the the Tailies have been through. Like, Shannon got shot. How the hell did we get here? You know? And uh, uh, so I think it was a very good catch-up point. I, I was okay with that. But now we've merged the two storylines. What happens next? You got to find out after this stupid flashback. Like, what? No. <laughs> Like I, I love seamless stories, and this was not a seamless story. So I was, I, uh, oh man, I'd forgotten about that. That this, that this episode does start on a flashback. I, I, for some reason, I thought that the previously on Lost, we see Shannon get shot, and then I thought the episode started uh, back on the island. But boy, was I wrong. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I just now is the time to move the story forward, and you don't. Like th- uh, you you don't watch The Walking Dead, but uh, there was the episode where uh, we, we think we we don't know if if a character named Glenn had died or not. You know, there was. Uh, a- I know. I know that whole. I I know the the whole waiting thing and whatever that that was. Yeah, I know the the three the- weeks. I think I, I'm I'm sure it was actually maybe even more than three. But I'm thinking it was at least minimum three weeks of what happened. Like you can't drag it out so long. Now, yes, we only have to wait. What what is the flashback? Like five seven minutes. You know, like that's it's not the worst. It's not three weeks, but like. We as viewers are ready to go. We are ready for what's next, and you deny us. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's the tease, though. That's what I I mean, especially from someone who wants to be in that business. I totally get it. You know. <laughs> yes, but no. But you don't think that the whole week off for the other forty-eight days was a tease enough? I do, but I oh, just I love that point then like is your cutoff point one week and five minutes of flashback like where where's too much tease i think if it had gone i i here's what i think honestly i think it if it had gone flashback then uh with like our regular survivors like not back to the pouring down rain and uh 
you know, Shannon dying or whatever. I think then, because it's, it's similar to like the season one finale. How badly did everyone want to know what was in that hatch? And realistically, yes. Okay. Technically they gave us the answer within the first few minutes, but we didn't know that we thought they were giving us something completely out of the, out of the ordinary. Well, they not out of the ordinary, but like completely unrelated and but all we wanted was pretty much for Jack and Locke. We wanted to see them going in as like the opening shot. Yeah, and and I can forgive that because in hindsight, it does answer the question of what's down there, Desmond. Like, sure we, but like, there there's no answers in this flashback. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing moving this story story forward. Like, what? No, but you know what there is, and I. It's one of my. It's one of my. Uh, one of my opening notes actually is the fact that the the irony of her being at a gun range and shooting things, like oh, that's. Come on, how did I not pick that up? Oh <laughs> God, you're good. Yes, you're right. Like we, yeah. There's gun because. Actually, does it open on black and we hear the gunshots first? I I don't remember exactly how it happens, but there, it is the 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 gunshots and like for two well for the end of one episode and then the entirety of the next episode, uh, the other forty eight days, we're there and we know how they how they collide. You know, as the the title of this, this episode implies, the collision. We do know how that happens, which is Ana Lucia shooting uh, Shannon. And then for them to not give us that answer, but show Ana Lucia at a gun range shooting things. That's just like adds to the tease of like, whether you like Shannon or not, it's just a matter of like, we know her. She's a character we know. We don't really know these tailies. After the other 48 days, we know them a little better. But we still, I think most people still would would uh, say that they like the, the, the main survivors better, you know, on a, on a overall basis. So it's still a matter of she killed one of our people, one of our characters. You know what I mean? And so then to, to, to tease us with we don't get the answer but we're going to show her still shoot, like rubbing it in our faces almost of like, here's her just shooting more guns. So we don't get the answer. We get a middle finger. Got pretty it. much. Pretty much. Yes. Hey, you're loving it. <laughs> you're like, yes, all the middle fingers. And I'm over here like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew this was going to be good discussion after you had said you didn't agree with me on it. I'm like, oh boy, save it, <laughs> save it for the podcast, Jake. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> Which I got to say, I'm kind of surprised you did. I'm surprised you didn't just go off on me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, you kind of had you. I do get your reasoning. At the end of the day, I do get it that you know. Oh, you know, now I really, really, really want to know what the heck you know, like, uh, and that sometimes. Uh, excites people more but it, on the flip side it angers other people we're just on the different sides of the spectrum yes <laughs> um okay so uh then you know as you said we do have this flashback she's at the shooting range uh then she's at her therapist's office uh talking about the family with the screaming baby and they moved and then she won't talk about someone named danny 
Uh, and then the therapist asks her about the firing range and how, and he says how all of the, the various steps that she's taking matter. And he also mentions how they met four months ago. Uh, and I just love how she tries to cut to the chase of going back to work. And she asks about her, which of course we find out later is her mother. And the therapist refers, uh, to her, uh, uh, to, to Ana Lucia as Officer Cortez when he gives her her badge back. Now, more, uh, you know, we know this because we've seen the series countless times, but I do think once you find that out overall, more things about how authoritative she is makes sense in yep. regards to her being the le- like the way that she led uh, the Tailies. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you're like, oh, uh, you know, a cop. Yeah, that uh, explains the uh, uh, outbursts and the, the way she acts. It, it, it does. It, it all of a sudden just makes sense. Yep. Um, and then here we go, Jake. Now you get what you wanted. <laughs> and uh, now I, this I, actually sometimes I think I'm dumb. I don't know. Like I look back at my notes and I'm like, what was I thinking? But I maybe I think I know my uh, thinking here. I put maybe I was joking. I was like, put down the phone moment. Saeed versus Echo. (laughs) 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 And uh, but the reason is uh, I'm an action guy. I've already mentioned that I'm into Lost for the mythology. Like, give me the action. Give me the adventure. Those kind of things. And so uh, Saeed and Echo are very uh, strong people. And can hold their own during fights. Um, so when I saw that these two juggernauts are going to start fighting each other, I'm like, oh, this will be great. And it has so much potential for a good fight. But unfortunately, that uh, does not go that far. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I just I love the fact that they that that uh, Michael finally shows up at the one point and he's just like he's yelling for Saeed to stop. But then, yes. as you said, it doesn't doesn't work out because Ana Lucia knocks Saeed out. Um, and then she picks up Saeed's gun, and as Michael moves forward, she points it at him, telling him and everyone else not to move. And, okay, maybe some people are like, oh, she killed Shannon, so that earns her points in my book, or like, you know, oh, she didn't. She didn't realize what she was doing, you know, whatever. And they, they do talk about that uh, later on, you know, the fact that, uh, that she, you know, maybe people will understand the fact that she killed one of our survivors and whatever. And whatever, but through the other 48 days, realizing she didn't necessarily have it that easy as a leader and whatever, say whatever you want and we've we did in that episode the fact that we didn't really like her as a leader and whatever we had got we did get to know her a little more as a character she, i i don't want to necessarily say she earned some goodwill but she, we understood her a little more and then all of a sudden this one thing where the pretty much the guy who like clearly felt something for this person that she just killed tries to retaliate as most people would in that basic instinctual moment. And then all of a sudden, like all of that, that understanding or that goodwill, she just loses it in my opinion, completely by holding the gun to 
Michael and everyone else being like, back up, nobody move, nobody move. Like, definitely the wrong call. Yes, I put Anna takes shaky, and it's capital and underline, shaky control of the situation. And then I grabbed another piece of paper because I started formulating my thoughts about her leadership. I, I like We started kind of, I think, talking about it a little more. I said I was dipping into my notes, but... I, I put on a separate sheet here on, on another side. I said, why I'm torn. Was Anna semi-rational in this decision? You know, the group didn't think so, um, but not the worst logic on Anna Lucia's part. But did she already have enough control of the situation? And then I even put, I, I just started rambling and putting random thoughts. I put the quote, everyone wants me to be a leader until I make a decision they don't like. Because, one, I know you love that quote. Two, Anna has been seen as kind of the de facto leader of the Tailies, even if some people have pushed back a little against her. They still overall were following her. And here's Anna making a decision. And of course, it's not well liked. Right. Sorry, my ramblings totally. Again, I took a separate sheet of paper and I just started. I was like, let it flow, Jake. Let it flow. No, I mean, it, it, it does. It makes perfect sense. And like you said, the, the, the Jack quote of everybody wants me to be a leader until I make a decision they don't like. And that is true, you know, like and, and we we briefly, we didn't say it through though that specific context, but we did, you know, talk about that pretty much through uh, the other 48 days. Um, but again, I, I like I said, I think with this, whether it was in her mind, the right call or not. I just think that the forgiveness that she could have had on the part of like, Oh, she accidentally killed a, uh, you know, one of our survivors, like you said, the, Mm -hmm. the shaky control, you know, and just immediately like no one move. And I, I wonder if it's maybe because like, Mike, you know, she never considered Michael Jin and Sawyer part of their group as much as like, she's, you know, we're going back to where you came from and pretty much insisting we're going to join your group and whatever. She never paid them really any mind. She was willing to let Michael go off after the others. She was willing to let Sawyer pretty much, you know, lay in the middle of the jungle and die because they weren't her people. And I wonder if that's why all of a sudden when Michael was like trying to, to really kind of bridge the gap because at this point, he is kind of a member of both camps. She's just like, she still thinks of him as not one of her people. And she's just like, no one, you know, like, don't you move, nobody move, whatever, you know, and points the gun at him and, and all that. Right. All of that and all you could say is right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I already expressed it. I said she got shaky control. Yeah, she, uh, she makes very... Uh, quick decisions and she uh, she uses too much emotion in her decisions I wrote this down later is that she uses way too much emotion and uh, doesn't think a lot of decisions through even though in a situation like this you do have to act a little quicker um, but it's always the wrong emotion it seems like uh, that Anna uses and so she jumped to I'm putting a gun at Mike and Jen if they move, you know, and even though Michael and Jen have shown no hostility so far, they're getting a gun in their face if they try to move, you know, it's, it's the wrong decision. And, uh, again, she uses too much emotion, which is why 
I don't like her as a leader. Not too much of a character in general. But we'll, we, yeah. we continue to see her use emotions in all her decisions later on, you know, in, in several other uh, events as, as we continue on to. Right. Uh, yeah, see, there you go. That You got it back now, right. Um, <laughs> uh, Ana Lucia asks Echo to check Saeed for anything else, and Echo is clearly uncomfortable with her request. Michael tries approaching again, and she shoots past him to show she's not messing around. I've never understood that on TV shows where, you know, somebody's like, you know, oh, you won't fire that gun or, you know, whatever. And to, to prove they're serious, they don't shoot the person that they're aiming the gun at. Yeah, it's like uh, I've, I know how to fire this thing. Like, I have fired it. You just saw me do it. I think it's a, it's a, it's a scare tactic. Wouldn't the thing, like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense because, like, there's another point. Uh, where, you know, Michael says something to, I can't remember now off the top of my head, I can't remember who it is, but he's just, uh, I think it's uh, later in this episode, actually, where he says, you know, like, if you're going to shoot me, shoot me. Yeah, it's the second time he has said something like that, too. Uh, And like, said something like that to Sawyer on the raft. Like, what are you going to do, shoot me? You know? Yeah, and And uh, like, that's the moment where, like instead of shooting past someone to be like, yes, I will. You know what I mean? To kind of imply like, yes, I will shoot at you. Just shoot the person. She wants to hold a gun onto Michael as if to say, if you do something that I don't agree with, I'm going to shoot you. And to prove that point, I'm going to shoot past you. Well, I, I don't, cause Anna doesn't want to shoot anybody, you know, like, she or at least you know Michael or whatever like that. So she's hoping that a close enough gunshot will scare him. I guess. Is it the best tactic? Mm, you know, again, not really, as you seem to, as you said to. But uh, you know, I think that's her method of thinking. Right. I guess it just it seems so weird to me, and it's not just this. It's like in almost any TV show or movie when somebody does that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ana Lucia tells Echo to tie Saeed up, but Echo refuses and she's confused, but quick, you know, cause of course pretty much her second in command almost is now like refusing one of, you know, her. And when, as you said, her, you know, she's in that very emotional state and why would, you know, if this is the point you would, you would think from her perspective, you would think this is the time when I need my lieutenant the most pretty much. And he's just like, Nope, not tying him up. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, she quickly tells Libby to do it. And she says to use the vines from the stretcher and both Michael and Libby object to this because Sawyer needs a doctor. But Anna insists that she knows what she's doing. And clearly she doesn't. Mm hmm. Uh, in flashback, she's proudly walking through the halls in her police uniform because she's back. And she goes to see her captain, who asks how she is before giving her a desk job. But she wants a street job. Uh, and Anna reminds, uh, the, uh, the captain reminds her that she was in an officer-involved shooting incident. And then Ana Lucia, in Spanish asks if the captain 
of course, her mother, is being cautious because she's the captain or her mother. And, and in English, her mother replies, both. Very good answer from her. Yeah. Um, but Anna pleads to get back onto the street, and her mother, she actually even says, like, if you won't do it, transfer me. But of course, you know, her mother wants to keep kind of that watchful eye over her and gives into one, but not the other and gives her the, the, you know, back on the, back on the street job, but not, uh, the transfer. And then someone comes in to tell Ana Lucia that she has an urgent call in the bullpen before her mother spoils the surprise that the other officers got her a cake. And then she's like, act surprised. I don't understand that why would she have told her because anna's a bitch like (laughs) (laughs) well it's true anna was just whining and crying and you know the mom had to finally give in and then so this is her revenge i'm gonna spoil the surprise for you ha take that (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's the best that the captain can do you know yeah at the survivor's camp. See, like I said before, if they had went from, like, Ana Lucia's flashback to, like, this scene with Jack, that would have been... <laughs> now, that would have been something else. Yeah. That would have, like, this... We're about to, you know, this funny scene between Rose and Jack. Oh, people would have been losing their minds. They would have been like, what? No, 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 no. Like, you got No. Something crazy happened. You got to go back. And we're just listening to jokes about food and, and Rose and Jack. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Jack is filling up a bottle of water. Rose approaches him and says that it's nice to see him out of the hatch. And I wrote, she gives him the mom speech of eating more fruit and not talking with his mouth full. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down, I was like, Rose and Jack crack me up. Like they're, uh, my, one of my favorite non-romantic couples there. <laughs> Yeah, and I've said it before, like, she is, and I, you know, I said it here in the notes, but I've said it, you know, many times before, she is the, she is totally the mom of their group. Yeah, and I I like that someone is, you know, I mean, I like the idea that there is kind of a mom figure, and Rose is just the perfect person for it. Yeah, and, but she's, and she's not, like, because she's not too invasive, you know, no, she realizes they're all adults at the end of the day. Like, you know, she can only guide them so far. <laughs> yeah. She just does these little things like don't be rude and talk with your mouth full. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. um, a golf ball then flies into the water and Jack goes to investigate it. And it's Kate and Hurley with Charlie looking on, uh, betting on who can drive the ball further. And Charlie once again teases Hurley about the large amount of money that Charlie still doesn't believe that Hurley has. <laughs> uh, Kate hits the ball further than Hurley thought that she could. And Jack comes up giving advice and she gets sarcastic. And I just love how she's like, you're giving me advice. And he's just, and he kind of makes the same joke that Sawyer made uh, in season one, where he's just like, I'm a doctor. Like, of course I know how to play golf. Yeah. You know? but Jack, Jack's got a good sense of humor about that. Yeah. Um, and then Kate uh, challenges him. And I wrote Charlie and Hurley enjoy watching the two tease each other. I put in all capital letters, the tension. I'm like, 
man, like, whoo, like, I think I was starting to take some layers off because it was getting like hot in my, in my house. I'm like, dang, the, 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 the flirting between these two, uh, Jack and Kate in this scene is just, whoo. I thought yeah. you were talking Hurley and Charlie for a second. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I was laughing with them, but, like, you know, as as the scene continues and the, the things that Jack and Kate say, like, ooh, which one, you know, can be more accurate? Whew. <laughs> um, well, I mean, had they not already used the line, I think it would have been, like, the perfect time for Charlie. I believe it was Charlie to say the line he said uh, in – uh, early in season one where he says something about verbally copulating. This is verbally copulating, verbally copulating at its best. So yeah, <laughs> but, uh, this is the time to definitely use that line. Um, in the jungle, Libby tells Ana Lucia that the survivors will understand and that they need to get to their camp. And Ana is sketchy and moves towards Saeed, who's just regained consciousness and on, uh, Ana Lucia tells Libby that if Jin or Michael move to shout for her and uh, Saeed yells for her to untie him as he struggles to get free and rightfully so he becomes angrier the more that he struggles and isn't able to get free mm-hmm. um, Echo then takes Sawyer and I just he just like kind of throws him around like a rag doll the way he just picks him up and he's just like I'm taking him back to his camp. Like yep. <laughs> This is cause... why I'm telling you that Echo Saeed fight could have been so much better the strength the raw strength these guys have. Ooh. That's the gate like they made a video game. I never played it, but like that's what they should have done was like a fight club <laughs> version of <laughs> Tekken of some sort where you got like the two sides or whatever and have them fight. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd buy that. I don't play video games like ever, but like that's the lost video game that I would buy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, uh, Ana Lucia tries convincing Echo not to leave and that if the tables were turned, Sawyer would let Echo die. And that's, she keeps using that line every time. And I said before about the fact that, you know, maybe she didn't necessarily think that, you know, Michael, despite the fact that they've been around for a while and that they're pretty much helping them get back to their camp, they're basically going to be uh, like the, is emissary the right word? Where they're just like, you know, these are the tailies. You know, like to to like Jack and Locke and anyone else in their group. I mean, yeah, Bernard, Rose and Bernard know each other and whatever. But basically, Michael, Jin and Sawyer were kind of to be like, these are the tailies. They also survived. You know, they want to join our camp like that was, in my opinion, that's basically what their job was. That's why Anna didn't just actually leave them at, at any point, but she keeps using this line over and over again to her people to echo. Like if the tables were turned, they wouldn't care about us. Yeah. Why does that matter? Like, she, shouldn't she, you she be the better person? No, she keeps trying to polarize of, of an us versus them. You know, like there's always going to be us, the tailies and them from the, the cabin, you know, like even though, so then why did she want to join their camp well i think it was a survival thing like 
you know, that she has a better chance of surviving. But I think even then, like, she just isolates herself. I mean, definitely after the Shannon incident. But, like, I have a feeling she always would have looked at it as a, I'm a, an outsider inside this group, you know. See, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, that you know, uh, she did it just for survival. Because as she loved pointing out to everybody, even in this episode she points it out, the fact that, she got them this far in her mind. She's gotten them this far. So if not for it to be part of a larger group, why would she want to have joined their camp? Yeah, but here's the ultimate point of pride. I got you so far that we are now inside of a big group that's been surviving for so long, has a hatch and a bunch of other food. Like that's the ultimate bragging point. I got you alive. I, I kept you alive so long that we're set. I guess. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um. But Echo uh, insists in regards to that. As you, you know, you said the you know the us versus them uh, mentality. Um, Echo says that he's not doing it for Sawyer. He's doing it for himself. And I wrote, he still has guilt over killing the others. Uh, In flashback, Ana Lucia is on patrol with a fellow officer driving. And normally I am able to name check certain guest stars. This guy looks so familiar, but I can't figure out why. Michael Cudlitz from, well, you don't watch The Walking Dead. I mean, I'm sure you've seen so much about The Walking Dead, but this is Abraham from The Walking Dead. Maybe that's why he looks familiar, because, like, I probably have seen him. He was in some Mighty Duck movies that I never saw, but that's kind of where he was before. But, yeah, this is uh, this is Abraham prior to the zombie outbreak. He was a cop. Okay. In L.A. Maybe that's maybe it's that's Shannon why. There, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is, everybody. Spoiler alert. Abraham was an L.A. cop before the zombie apocalypse. And he knew somebody that was on the island and dealt with it. Well, you know, if zombies can exist in The Walking Dead, why can't the smoke monster exist in their in that fictional universe as well? Exactly. It's canon. Um, but yeah, maybe that's why he right now, actually hold on. What's that? <laughs> I said I'm going to put it in Lostpedia right now. There it is. <laughs> um, maybe that's why maybe I've seen him in like images or something from The Walking Dead. But I'm just looking at this guy and I didn't I, I really it wasn't that important to me to look him up. But I was I'm just looking at him going. He does look familiar. I just don't know why. Um, but while they're driving in the car, he catches up with her a bit before she questions why everything is too peaceful. Uh and then a domestic disturbance call comes over the radio and she reaches for it. And against her partner's wishes, she responds to the call and they head over. Uh, when they get there, the man is taking the TV while the woman is holding a crying baby. And Anna's partner tries to assess the situation. But after a moment, Anna Lucia, only paying attention to the crying baby, pulls out her gun and aims it at the man, demanding that he put the TV down. And her partner freaks out and tries to calm her down before finally referring to her by her name of Ana Lucia instead of Officer Cortez and demanding that she holster her weapon. Mm-hmm. Quite the outbreak there. And that's, again, one of those, you know, and we know what we, you know, by the end of the episode, we know why she was 
coming at it from the emotional uh, point of view. Maybe her therapist uh, shouldn't have given her uh, her job back so quickly, but that just further proves like, you know, that she doesn't necessarily make all of her decisions. And again, Andy, if you're listening and Jake, you said, you said it as well. I will give it to Jack in that point of view. More often than not, he does put way more logic into his things than Ana Lucia. I think at certain points, Jack does try to be a little too authoritative. Like I've said it before in terms of like telling Locke, Oh, you can or can't do this. Locke's a grown man. He, Jack shouldn't be able to tell him what to do. But as people have pointed out, and I will agree with it, Jack does uh, he does come at things logically from the point of view of the greater good for everyone versus Ana Lucia, who is just like, what am I feeling at this exact moment? That's what I'm going to go with and then try to yes. justify it later. What am I feeling? React. And it never turns out well. Like, it's it's never the right reaction. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so there you go. I, I gave Jack a little credit there. <laughs> yes. Um, in the jungle, Ana Lucia is still melting down when Libby once again voices that she should let Saeed go, but she refuses. Uh, Michael then gets up to give uh, Saeed water. And uh, when Anna tells him to sit down, this is when he says the line, as I said earlier, you know, if you want to shoot me, shoot me. I wrote, she won't, and he knows it, but she still tries to act like she's in control by telling him to not even think about untying Saeed. Like, she took shaky control and wasn't able to hold it. You know, like I said, it's, she's not a fantastic leader. No, (laughs) she's she's really not. (laughs) <laughs> um Saeed then asks who Ana Lucia is and Michael tries telling Saeed about the Tailies and how Walt was taken and basically this right here is what I've constantly thought that you know their job in Ana Lucia and maybe Mr. Echo's eyes was was for them to you know for Michael to kind of step up and be like this is who they are here's where we've been you know like that kind of stuff yeah, I mean, they, well, they really, you, it's not like anybody can just walk up to the survivor's camp and be like, hi, my name's Anna Lucia. I've been in the jungle for 48 days and I was in the tail section. Like, they definitely needed that intermediary uh, of of uh, of Michael and Jin and stuff to kind of vouch for them, you know, because, uh, of course, the survivors could have been like, whoa, you guys are others. We're going to kill you or something like that. But if you have people like Michael and Jen and even Sawyer uh, vouching and saying, yeah, they were in the tail section. We just trekked across the island with them. You know, it makes it a lot easier. But, man, Anna should have been treating them a lot nicer than like, yeah, you know, Michael going back and being like, hey, there's this crazy chick in the jungle, Anna Lucia. Like, no, you want them to everything to be cool. But course nothing's cool now but which it's it's funny though uh because i you know as i said before like maybe you know like if bernard had walked in rose could have vouched for him but as someone else pointed out now she didn't know this which is why she should have been treating michael Jin, and sawyer better but anna lucia actually did have a connection because she knew jack Yes, right. You know, so even though she didn't know that, as you said, yeah, like, uh, you know, Michael and and Jin and Sawyer would have had to be, you know, kind of the go-between. But 
we you know we know like she she maybe could have just walked in as if if Jack was there at the moment at least she could have walked in and been like I you know my name's Ana Lucia I was you know I'm a fellow survivor blah 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 yeah and Jack would have vouched for her and stuff too but like like you like you said Anna didn't know that so right she, she was under the assumption that. Michael, Jen, and Sawyer were going to be the bridge between the two groups, and she just did everything she could to almost burn that bridge. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. Um, at the golf course... Well, let's, let's back up for a sec. I thought you were actually going to talk about this a little more, but... Um, oh, I'm sorry. You mentioned, you mentioned Michael uh, explains kind of what's been going on to, uh, to Saeed, and Saeed says, where's Walt? And uh, uh, they took my boy, you know, like Michael. uh, I have uh, FYI, I have called you out on that and a few other episodes with (laughs) with people where I'm just like, Jake has this whole thing about where's my boy. (laughs) Have you seen my boy? (laughs) Have have you seen my boy? A a kid, you know, like that's he's got you send me audio clips of that all the time. And I love it. You keep keep mentioning it. Uh, That's fine. Um, but anyways, so Saeed asks where, where Walt is and Michael's like, they, they, they took him you know, on the raft and Saeed actually has this freak out moment and it's, it's because he saw Walt just, you know, seconds before Shannon's death. So now he's freaking out as to how the heck did I just see Walt? But he was taken. Like, I, I feel like also Saeed should have mentioned that, been like, no, 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 no. I just saw Walt prior to Shannon's death. Like, what do you mean he was taken? But instead, Saeed has this little, like, freak-out moment. It's a fair freak-out, and I I like the scene. I'm I'm glad Saeed asked the question and and heard it. It even sets it up for a a great quote later on when uh, Saeed talks about his experience. But um, I like that that scene. I, I, I do. I don't really know what it is. Maybe because Saeed also realizes... If they hadn't seen Walt, Shannon wouldn't have ran towards him and gotten shot. And all of a sudden, he's hearing that Walt's not with them. Like what? Like he's he's trying to process how did this just happen? How did all this just happen? And he has this little freak out. And of course, he's still tied down though, so he can't really move. And I, I like I said, I think it's a very uh, well played out scene, of course, by the actors and how it was written. Um, but I just wanted to add that in there. <laughs> I actually, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. The fact that like he should have said to Michael, like I just oh, yeah. saw him. He should have mentioned that. Like that's that's one of those things. Like you got to communicate what's going on a little more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at the golf course, Kate and Jack are about to face off, and he tells her that she can move forward if she wants because at his club, the ladies tee is a little bit further. Um, but she goes and she drives the ball pretty far in yeah. fairness. Um, almost like a hole in one. And he's very surprised. And when he goes, it goes way off course. <laughs> yeah, like I like how he makes the joke about oh, I'm a doctor. And, you know, so of course I know golf. And so you think, okay, haha, he must have spent a lot of time on that golf course. Uh, apparently not, by judging by that shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've, you know, driven golf balls a few times in my life. I've played, you know, like uh, putt putt golf, and like I think I could have hit it better. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine it's. I don't want to say it's that. It, it's not hard because golf fans would light me up in a second. I've never played golf, but if you really just think about keeping the arm straight and hitting it. Shouldn't be that bad. It's it's not as easy as you think, but I I don't it's all think it's follow through. And I don't know. Again, I've never actually hit a ball, uh, like golf down a range or anything like that. I've done putt putt, but yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna say it's easy, but, <laughs> I, but I feel like I can do it. So th- so now I'm gonna take those clips and cut out. You say you're gonna. I'm gonna make you say it's easy. I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Again, I, I I don't know how many golf fans we got out there, but I, they just light me up. <laughs> um, and at the stream, Jack is insisting on playing the ball as it lies, and I just I love that Kate's just like you can take a drop, but he's like nope. He's, he's going to play the ball as it lies. Yeah. Um, and when he goes to hit the ball, Kate becomes scared as behind Jack, she sees Mr. Echo approaching with Sawyer's limp body. And Echo asks where the doctor is. And yeah. I always look at that scene going, one, Jack raises the golf club as if it's a weapon. Yeah. He realizes... He stands no chance. Like, there's this – it's a scary sight, you know. So he's thinking the best I got is this golf club because I wouldn't stand. You know, I, I can't do a fist fight with this. You know, like, I can't I can't fight my way out of this one. I got to I gotta get a golf club. <laughs> um, I, also, I, I also think about the fact that, like, you know, Kate looks scared and Jack looks scared as well. But I think they're scared for two different reasons. Jack is scared by the big hulking man in front of him, whereas Kate is scared because I think she sees Sawyer and his, like, almost dead state. And I think that scares her more than this random man pretty much coming into their camp or near their camp. Yeah, I I agree with that. I didn't think about it, but I, I have a feeling that she saw Sawyer first. And kind of, and then filled in the scene of, oh, wait, he's being carried, you know, like uh, almost dead by a big guy. So he's, yeah, she's worried about Sawyer's health. And then Jack's worried just about his health. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to get creamed by this guy or whatever, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think, I I do think their their shock is two different reasons. I, I would agree with that. Uh, in the hatch, Locke is doing a crossword puzzle, and I will admit, as much as I love going through normally and looking at these kinds of things, I have never paused it to look at if there's any, like, interesting things or clues or anything like that in the crossword puzzle. I would assume Lostpedia says what we see on the screen, though, right? Uh, I've seen, like, I've seen this a million times, but it's actually... Not in this trivia. So I'm now I'm trying to go by memory since I don't have my trusty Lostpedia on this. So he answers a question on there. I think the answer is Gilgamesh or something like that. And uh, the answer that he puts in is correct, but it messes up all the other answers in that crossword. And uh, I, I don't know if there's anything exciting about that. Actually, I do because – and uh, you didn't catch this, I guess – but uh, Locke, uh, where is it now? Shoot. 
Do, 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 do. It is number 42 down. Yeah, Locke's answering number 42 down on the crossword puzzle. Okay, I see. There we go. I did not catch that. Yeah. Um, I do like that, though, that it messes up everything else. It, it does. It, it messes up other stuff, too. And I, I've seen analysis of this crossword. I don't know why I care, but I've seen people analyze and uh, screenshot the crosswords. Somebody had to, like, screenshot it and then alter the image somehow to make it all work because we only get a brief glimpse at it. But, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it messes up one or two other answers on the crossword that's too funny um but yeah he's doing what's that i want to sorry I'm, I'm researching it now but uh yeah go on oh okay. of course lostpedia has an article on it <laughs> all right go ahead before we continue um let's see do, 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 do. locks oh actually locks answer may have been wrong like the gilgamesh uh, well, yeah, if, it's, if, if all the other things were right and that screwed it up, that's normally a sign that that's not the right answer. See, having Gilgamesh written as the answer to 42 down makes the corresponding across answers appear to be incorrect. However, if you change the across answers as follows, you get scripture as the answer to 42 down. Okay, so yes, Locke may have just put the wrong answer in 42 down. And it's uh, there's and it's the word is scripture, so there's like the recurring religious motif of the show as well. Yeah, wow, they analyzed the heck out of this. But I'm telling you, like, yeah, now I'm looking at this picture, and it's like a combined photo. Like it wasn't just one screenshot, I believe. And uh, wow, yeah, like somebody wrote out and all the clues and answers and stuff. Wow, wow. But there's a big difference here, and uh, maybe this is getting too far into the future a little, but. Uh, Jack does a crossword in a later episode. Spoiler alert, he does a crossword puzzle. And uh, he does his crosswords in pen. Uh, oh. Jack does, and that is the sign of uh, somebody with a lot of confidence. Um, Locke uses a pencil in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I did catch that much, many, many years ago. Um that's a ballsy move doing a crossword in pen. It is, and uh, it appears there were no visible signs of error in Jack's crossword. So, you know, not only is he confident, well, yeah, but I mean, he has he has doctor handwriting. So, would I mean, how can you even tell? Uh, <laughs> again, people with these screenshots are to be, that's lost fans are amazing in that aspect we talked in the previous clearly see this crossword like wow like all it is is like on the seat of a car and people just i love lost fans yeah they're crazy but i love them in uh in in the orientation um episode we talked about uh you you said you found a thing where there was like it was almost frame by frame image by image of uh, episodes yeah. back when they were up. And just the fact that, that people, whether it was when the show was airing or just after the fact where people still want to look for these kinds of things or whatever, the fact that people dedicate this much time to this amazing show so that 
somebody because you know it's one of those things where well somebody else may care as much as i care and then so they won't have to figure it out i will look it up or i will screenshot it and you know uh uh, make you know make a combined image or whatever so that they don't have to so they can just enjoy it you know because like somebody did this however long ago so that you and i can look at it and talk about it and not have to go Oh, let's rewatch the episode. Let's and and do it ourselves. Someone else took the time so that we could just sit back and enjoy the 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 time that they've put into figuring out Jack's crossword and Locke's crossword and we can we can just enjoy the fact that this happened, that this existed and that someone else took the time to to do that for us. Yeah, and I appreciate the heck out of it. This person may never listen to this and hear it, but, like, yeah, these things, the crossword puzzles, the screenshots, all the other little things, like, uh, it, it helps in the analysis of Lost so much. And and so I appreciate all the work that's been done so far. You know, like, I, I we wouldn't be able to really have fantastic discussions about it, about Lost, without this kind of analysis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Almost any, not, not just the, the, the transcriptions on Lostpedia and not just the, you know, the, the plot, whatever, or the production notes, but all of those other sections, what books did they talk about? What songs did they play? You know, uh, we mentioned it in the previous episode, the fact that there's the, uh, you know, the religious uh, recurring motifs, the missing body part things. Every time they mention, uh, you know, two, you know, black and white and, you know, all all of those little things, the fact that people take the time to notice those and then collect them on this, not just Lostpedia, but like, of course, there's other, there's other things. We tend to reference Lostpedia a lot, but there are other uh, databases out there for, for that kind of stuff as well. But just the fact that people take the time to, to analyze all of that stuff, whether we did it independently by watching the episode and just realizing, oh yeah, like in, you know, in the previous episode, like, oh, there's a glass eye. They tend to do a lot of like missing body parts things or the fact that we can then uh we can go to lostpedia or any other other uh database and look and go oh there's this thing or or you know like you said uh in the previous episode the fact that it was uh the only or one of the only episodes that didn't feature uh jack and Locke. if no one pointed that out i I don't know how many times it would have taken me before I actually thought about that because, <laughs> because like that's not one of those things, but somebody else analyzed it and took the time to put it somewhere so that we can go look at it and go, you know, Oh, what, you know, what other things are out there? What didn't I notice that can add to the experience of this show? Because as uh, uh, I believe in one of the very first episodes that Esteban was on, we talked about the fact that like the show, it's not just a show. It is an experience and it just depends on how deep into the experience you want to dive. Yeah. Or, or just, or what makes you, you. So like there are people out there that again, love the characters. So maybe they're, they're analyzing things about the characters way more than I ever would, because I look at, 
things at the mythology level, or I really like Dharma stations, so I can analyze the hell out of a Dharma station, and and then, then we get to combine these analyses. Is that analysis? Correct, yes, analyses. Awesome. We combine <laughs> analyses, and it just it makes the experience even better. Absolutely. Um... And somehow now we have to go back to talking about the episode after we just patted the entire Lost fan community on the back. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Locke is doing the crossword puzzle, and uh, that's when Jack and Kate rush in with Sawyer. Jack takes... That's a very odd sentence. If no one knew what I was talking about, and I just have Jack takes Sawyer to the shower. um, (laughs) Because he's burning up. That's like... Listening to this episode analysis, and then they're like, oh, they're getting off topic. I don't want to hear this. And then they come back into, like... <laughs> to Jack, Jack takes Sawyer into the shower because he's burning up. Wait a second. Am I into lost fan fiction now? Like, what is going on? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I ship it. <laughs> Continue on, Paul. Continue on. <laughs> Uh, and then Jack tells Kate to get things like the bed sheets prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> Cause that actually was the next note. He tells her to get things prepared like pills and the bed sheets. Jack turns on the shower. <laughs> oh, this took a turn. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Again, it's all about how you look at law. Some people want, want more out of it. So the fan fiction world. Here we go. Now we're appealing to them. Locke comes in asking what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, that actually was the very next note that I had. It gets better. (laughs) I just had to step away from the computer. That got me. That got me. It kind of it kind of ends there, but <laughs> that was just so strange how <laughs> in the wrong context those three notes. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh, that was <laughs> Oh my goodness. I need to take my glasses off cuz my eyes are watering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So Locke has asked what happened. Uh, And the beeping starts, and Jack reminds him of pushing the button. Uh, Elsewhere in the hatch, Echo is looking at things when John finds him, and they kind of just stare at each other. Back in the jungle, Bernard finally... Oh, by the way, really quickly, though, um, the fact that Echo is in uh, the hatch... And I talked about it in the next episode, because I did record these um, out of order... Uh, for anyone who cares about that sort of thing. Um, The fact that like echo almost seems much like, much like Locke, He seems at home there. I just get this feeling from him where he's just kind of like comfortable being in that station. Yeah. Sometimes I, I just I, I find it hard to read Echo's emotions, and that's fine. You know, I mean, that's that's how the character is and stuff like that. So uh, I didn't know what to think about what he was thinking. I mean, obviously it was a new environment for him, so I thought he was just kind of scanning over the place. But I can roll with, with what you thought too. 
I, I go into it more. Here's the tease to listen to the, the next episode, people, and Jake. I get into <laughs> it a little bit more in that episode. So if you want to know why I feel that way, check that episode out. Um, in the jungle, Bernard finally asks Ana Lucia what they're doing, and he says that he just wants to get to his wife. And this is, again, where she kind of throws it in his face and everyone else's face of uh, she's kept them alive for this long. So pretty much she deserves some slack. And Libby gets an attitude and says that all they want is to know her plan. And I wrote, Saeed, much like Sawyer a few episodes ago, says that Ana Lucia has no plan. And then he gives a fantastic quote where he says, all she has is her guilt and a gun. Mm-hmm. And Ana Lucia knows that he's right. Uh, so then she decides to demand supplies from the survivor's camp. She plans to get these items and go off on her own instead of joining the survivors. And uh, Jin insists that Michael goes to get the stuff that she needs and when he does, uh, Libby asks if Anna plans on being alone, and Anna Lucia says that she's already alone. And if I was Libby and Bernard, I would have been like, well, I thought we were all in this together, but whatever, bitch. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, Anna just takes this, this harsh turn where she just starts shutting everyone out and goes, again, just she, her mind moves a million miles a second, and it's always, again, you know, she, she uses emotions. So for some logical reason, she thinks, I, I got to leave. Like, I got to now be alone and, and just flee. Which, to be, to be fair, I can understand that point of view to an extent. But had she actually listened and thought about it, you know, uh, maybe with Saeed being right there, it did become a little bit more difficult. But at one point, Libby said to her earlier, like, they'll understand it was an accident. Maybe yes, Saeed I, won't forgive her immediately, but <laughs> they, you know, most of them will understand. They'll, they'll be hesitant around her, but they'll understand like accidents do happen. Things have happened already to these survivors. They don't know that, but it's a human thing. Yeah. And, uh, I think that she had enough control of the situation and really the situation is just Saeed. Like, and Saeed's tied up. So if she's scared that Saeed's going to kill her, he's not because he's tied up. So I think that she could have now maybe tried to appeal to the other survivors or or had tried to have Michael and Jin go appeal to the other survivors that, hey, there was an accident. You know, Anna Lucia made a mistake. You know, is she okay? Like, are we going to, like, are you guys going to kill her? Or like, well, or realistically, she, realistically, she had Saeed tied up. She could have just tried talking with him. Granted, he was in a very emotional state as well. He, he wouldn't necessarily have been up for a rational discussion, but she, well, while he was tied up, that would have been, whether he accepted it or not, that would have been the perfect time for her to say, I am sorry. It wasn't intentional, you know, like clearly, you know, we, you know, we had heard these random whispers and if anybody, not that she knows this, but if anybody was going to understand about hearing the whispers, it would be Saeed, you know, here's my thing. So let's say that discussion happened or let's say Anna had that speech and maybe even left out the whispers part, but 
And then Saeed said, yeah, I forgive you. Do you, I think that Anna wouldn't have believed that. I think Anna would have been like, he's saying whatever he needs to say so that I can release him and he kills me. So I think it would have been like, okay to keep Saeed under, you know, uh, uh, wrapped up, you know, tied up. And that's control. She's got the control there. Like she could kill him if she really, really, really needed to for whatever reason. But it's almost like a bargaining chip. Like I'll let him go if you don't kill me. <laughs> you know, like if if the group decides not to kill me, you know, something like that. I, I think she had more control than she thought she did. Yeah, but I mean, it would have been a. It could have been a situation like with uh, with Nathan in the previous episode, where like okay, even if. Whether he forgave her or not, she you're right. She probably would have said, like, would have thought, I don't believe that. He just wants to get free so he can kill me. Right. But eventually, much like Goodwin said, you know, uh, with Nathan, if she had cut off his finger and he still would have said that he was on the plane. So if she could have, you know, Saeed would have been like, I forgive you. Accidents happen, whatever. Truth or not, he could have said that. Realistically, she could have then been like, well, I don't. And again, this is way too like logical, I understand. And it doesn't necessarily create as much drama and tension that this show needs. But she could have, you know, said like, I don't necessarily believe you. I'm going to keep you tied up. Of course, that would have been a complete curveball to viewers and whatever. And then pretty much he would have had to convince her that he was calm enough for her to release him. Well, the Nathan situation played out over days. Anna knows that she doesn't have days to do this because Echo's already heading back to the camp. Michael's heading back to the camp. He thinks, or Anna, sorry, Anna thinks that at any second there might be guns blazing as the survivors try to come get her or something like that. Um, So she doesn't have that kind of time that she did with Nathan. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, in flashback, Ana Lucia and her partner exit their squad car and he speaks to her. And this leads to an argument between them where she mentions that she ordered the guy down twice. And he asks if that means that every time something goes down, she's going to draw her weapon. And then another officer comes and tells Ana Lucia that they got her guy. And then uh, in the interrogation room, they're all looking at a man through the two-way mirror who confessed to shooting her and his fingerprints match uh, what they found at the scene. And they just need her to ID him. But she says that it's not him. And her mother, the captain, asks for privacy and they have an argument. By the way, not and I understand why, not completely private because there was still one person uh, behind Ana Lucia in that scene. Thank you. This is the first time. Again, I've seen this episode many a time. This is the first time I caught that. She does ask for privacy, yet someone is still sitting in there. And I was like, wait a second. Come on, guys. Private conversation. But uh, the first time I've seen it, again – you can watch this show a million times and you might catch something new on the millionth time. Yep. But there is, uh, there is a reason for that because that's one of those, uh, like, you know, certain people have certain jobs, you know, like, yes. and, and, and that's 
they're like normally as uh you know because they were it looked like that person was watching the monitors yeah you know so even if uh Ana Lucia and her mother asked for privacy if they took their eye off of the the guy in the other room uh I was just watching um on fringe because I'm rewatching fringe uh they had a guy in the room and they were watching him through that two-way mirror and he pulled a razor blade out of his mouth so he could kill himself. So if they had turned away, if that guy oh, did something, rich, good lord, yeah, um, you should rewatch it, dude. It's really good. I should. I'm like, wow, that's way more intense than I thought it was. Um, but so that's, I believe, that's what that person's job was. They can't necessarily just leave that that position because you know what I mean? Like that's their job is to watch the monitors, to watch what's going on in that other room or, you know, in case somebody, somebody somehow makes their way into the hallway so that they could try to break that person out of that room or whatever. You know what I mean? So despite the fact that they did ask for privacy, it, it's not a hundred percent possible. Oh yeah, I'm not upset with the show at all. Like, <laughs> I, I, I do. I yeah, I understand it is somebody's job, especially if they are. I, I think sometimes they record like vitals, or if he's on a lie detector or something. Maybe he's the that guy watching all the stats or something. But uh, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, but the mother doesn't understand why Ana Lucia won't admit that this is the guy, but she insists that it's not the guy. And I don't mean that in the context of, I call Wayne the guy. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, we go right back to the jungle. I really, I mean, there was like stuff happened in that scene, but I didn't really have like anything other than the fact that of course that one person didn't leave. I didn't really have anything for that flashback. Like, no, no, because like you said, I believe you said it uh, towards the beginning, like the flashbacks are there, but really except to give the concept of Ana Lucia always does things emotionally rather than logically, like they weren't that important in my opinion. If you really like Ana Lucia as a character, they're very important. You're right. And it also sets up the, the kid thing. You know, we've we've seen some things in the in previous episodes that are like, does she have a fascination with kids or something like that? Or what? what's her tie to that? So the flashbacks set up that. It just takes a long time to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, back in the jungle, Ana Lucia steps away to go to Shannon's body. Uh, back in the hatch, Echo is looking at the armory. And Locke asks Echo, uh, asks what happened, and Echo says that there was an accident and a girl was shot and killed. And I love how describing the girl, I believe it's once he says an Arab man, Locke's like Shannon. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think like he started to get it. He's like a blonde, tall, and I think like he he was leaning towards Shannon, but the Arab man was the nail in the uh, coffin there. That yep, that's Shannon. Yep. Uh, and Echo says that there's four people from the tail section and Locke wants to know why the rest and Michael and Jin didn't come back as well. But Echo says that they can't come and he can't take Locke to them 
at, but he says that he like when he says, "Oh, I can't take you to them." He says that after he looks at the guns a second time. Yeah, he doesn't want a, a mess out there, a bloody mess out there. So he's afraid that yeah, Locke would be going in guns blazing. Which if he really got to know Locke, you know, in the in the very short time they've just met, that that wouldn't have been probably Locke's method of uh, of battle or of of going out there. Right. Um, elsewhere, uh, Jack and Kate are trying to help Sawyer. Kate makes Sawyer swallow the pills by talking to him. And then he does. And I wrote, Jack is a little upset by their connection, but plays it off, especially because they were flirting so hard earlier in this, like just like a few hours ago. And now all of a sudden, like she's basically like whole, you know, like, I don't want to say cuddling with Sawyer because that's not exactly what was going on, but like she's holding him in like like an embrace. She's whispering in his ear and she gets him to do the thing that he, a doctor, couldn't make happen. Yeah, very tough for Jack and he he plays it off with a little joke too. Got to give him credit. He he throws a joke in there too about bedside manner and stuff and uh which is uh, I, which I thought was a nice little callback because he's been told at several points that his bedside manner sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, didn't learn this one in med school. <laughs> um, back in the jungle, Anna finds Bernard and Libby getting ready to go to the survivor's camp. And Anna lets them, even telling Jin to go. And Saeed gives Jin the nod to let him know that it's okay. Now it's just Saeed and Anna Lucia. Uh, and then we get to see one of Jake's favorite type of shots running through the jungle. (laughs) Michael is trying to find the camp and happens upon son's garden. Uh, go ahead. Do you have anything about how much you love that scene? I actually, I, yeah, I didn't, I did. I said, I just got Michael runs into son, but, uh, yeah, I, you're right. I did love that shot though. Um, he wants to explain everything to her. He may I, I do I do love the fact that he makes sure to let her know that Jin is okay. Like, he knows the importance. Like he, that is the number one the only the way to get Sun really paying attention and, and not freaking out is let me lead off with Jin's okay. Now let's talk about the rest of this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it I, I think Michael did a very good job on that. Yep. And that's the thing is he, he says that and he insists on finding Jack um, in the hatch. Jack is questioning Echo, who isn't offering up much information. Locke tries to ease the situation, but Jack tells Locke to remember that Shannon is dead. And this is, uh, you know, normal. And I just said it earlier about the fact that, uh, you know, Jack often does think about things more logically than uh, Ana Lucia, but he is kind of going on a more emotional, uh, emotional uh, leadership ride here as well. Definitely. Uh, I, I think he's there's right. Things, there's some things that take, uh, will take a person well, and even take Jack to a different level. And that's the death of one of their people. Well, then all of a sudden all bets are off. Like it's time to figure out what, and you know, he's Saeed's hostage. Saeed means hell of a lot to Jack. So like it's it's time to get out there and maybe Jack would have used his head a little more when he's thinking of some game plan on the way there or something. But I think hearing those things 
Like it, it definitely needed an immediate reaction. Again, not the best reaction, but no, no, no. But I, I, I think you're right. I think, I, I think it was from an emotional place. But yep. given everything that he knew, everything that these people mean to him, he was justified in in that reaction. Yes. Again, the death of one of them, the hostage situation of, of again, another one of them. And these people mean a lot to Jack. He's, he's pretty justified in it. Um, Locke actually and, pretty much takes the, the calm stance there. Doesn't he but, mention how they brought back Sawyer, you know, like, but you know, I, I do have to say I, as much as I, as much as I do like defend Locke in, you know, when, when Locke and Jack have fights, you know, I've said like, Oh, Jack tries to control Locke too much or whatever. I think Locke didn't necessarily react enough in this. I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to be the counterbalance to Locke and the emotional state, and especially knowing that whatever is clearly whatever's going on out there in the jungle is from an emotional place as well. But I, I don't think that he necessarily reacted uh, emotional enough, in my opinion. I, well- what else could a lock have done? Did you want Locke to like punch Jack in the face and be like, you're not going anywhere. You son of a bitch. Like, no, 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 no. Not like that. I mean, like, I he, mean that he should have, he should have his opinion. Like he, he says, Hey, you know, they brought Sawyer back. Like, you know, that, let's, I don't know how much he more, more he could have done. I, I'm in my opinion. I, I think he should have been almost to the same point as Jack. Not necessarily let's figure – I think he, he could have done the – like you said, you know, maybe Jack would have had the game plan while they were going out there. I think it sh- – this is just my opinion. And again, I understand for the point of the drama of the show, it made sense for there to be the, the counterbalance between the two of them. But I think that Locke should have also – it should have also been a matter of one of our people is dead – Another one is being held hostage. Jack immediately reacts. We need to go out there. And Locke should have been the logical one in as much as to say, you're right. We should go out there. I have a plan. Okay. So you think Locke should have, should have had a plan, but I mean, it, it almost seems like then I thought you wanted Locke to counterbalance Jack here, which it no, 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 I, no, 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 I don't, nece- I don't necessarily think he should have counterbalanced Jack. Oh, okay. So yeah, I you think, think Locke should have been right step by step with Jack, like pretty much, scene. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, well, I think I don't. I think though, after Locke kind of seeing uh, uh, Sawyer being brought back and Echo. At, if they're really as crazy as they think, Echo would have probably tried to start started slaughtering them all right there. But he realizes now we have one of their people here who seems calm as hell. Like maybe we should think of the plan here in the hatch. Yeah. Well, no. Like I said, I mean, I think I think Locke should have. You know, you said you know Locke. You that I think that Locke should have been in step with Jack. I think that is what should have happened. But I think. Like Jack's reaction, because he he does try to think of everything overall for everybody as the leader. You know, it's like Jack's thing should have been we need to get out there versus Locke's thing, which should have been you're right. We need to go out there, but not don't go out there without a not 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 willy nilly, you know, not guns blazing. 
let's, so let's get let's get out there, but let's sit and discuss the plan first, and then well, not necessarily not necessarily let's sit and discuss the plan first, but like as they're getting things ready, you know, like uh, uh, okay, yes, we are going to go out there. Who do they have in the hatch right now? There's uh, so there's Sawyer, you know, in his whatever his half dead state that he's in. Kate, Jack, Locke, and Echo. Michael and son. Are they in there at this point? Oh, shoot. Actually, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Michael, Michael returns. Right. And then he, um, so maybe, well, yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a second behind that though. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, yeah. Uh, so fine. That's what they got at the moment. Right. Right. So, okay. But even still, let's, let's, let's go with, okay, really quick. I'll continue the next note. You know, echo says that anything that he says will only make Jack angry. So he's choosing not to say anything. That's when son runs in with Michael and Jack is loading up with some guns. Locke wants an alternative way. But once Jack again, brings up that Shannon is dead and Saeed is held at gunpoint. That's when I think when Jack is loading up with guns, that's in my opinion when Locke should have been like as like he should have been grabbing guns as well. Maybe give one to Michael because Michael can of course show them the way. And that's Jack when do that. yeah. What's that? You know Jack does that right? Yeah, he gives a gun to Michael. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like Jack you think Locke and should give the gun to Michael. No, no, no. But I'm saying I think Jack and Locke should have been taking guns. Okay. Given one to one to Michael, and in that manner not necessarily sat around and been like you know lock i didn't want lock to sit around and be like well here's the plan and 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 almost like a chess game like lay everything out but i think as they were doing that that's when there should have been that dialogue of lock going yes we're gonna go out there here's what we should do and he lays out the plan in the middle of them getting prepared not a matter of sit down go over the plan go over the plan go over the plan then get the guns and go out there like an hour later i think that Locke should have been in step with jack but he should have had the plan versus jack who was just in a matter of let's go out there okay does that okay. make sense it does make sense yeah not sure if i'm 100 behind it but yeah um but yeah okay so uh but none of that happened, of course. <laughs> uh, and then, but uh, you know, uh, you know, Jack says again about the fact that uh, Shannon is dead and Saeed is held at gunpoint. Um, Echo then yells for everyone to stop, and he asks what Jack wants: peace, revenge, justice. And he asks how guns will solve anything. Uh, Jack says about your friend, and Echo stays loyal by saying, "Anna Lucia made a mistake." And I said, this name makes Jack perk up. That's twice in a short period of time. Two people from his past have coincidentally showed up. Yeah, what a what a week, uh, what a week and a half or something he's had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he still can't possibly believe that fate exists, pretty much. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um... Echo tells Jack that he will take him there alone and without guns. Uh, back in the jungle, Ana Lucia asks Saeed where he's from. She asks if he has children, and he asks the same thing of her, and she gets upset before answering no. Uh, and then he asks if she's going to kill him, and she asks if she should. 
Saeed then says about how he tortured Sawyer almost 40 days ago. Uh, and he questions if she should kill him and if she's meant to. She then tells him that she was a cop and the story of how she got shot. And I said, this is my put down the phone moment. The At the burglary call, she made a mistake of letting a man reach inside his coat and he shot her. She thought she had died uh, and since then she feels dead. That whole, the, that, that, in that, you know, her kind of summing that up, the thing that we didn't get to see, but she paints such a, a good picture of it. That's my put down the phone moment for the episode. Nice. Um, and Saeed asks what happened to the man who shot her. And that's when we go to a flashback in a bar. Ana Lucia is drinking and I just love the fact that Outside by Stained is playing. It's a rather appropriate song, if you know the lyrics. I'm guessing you don't. Oh, I uh, no, I do not, actually. Sorry. Okay. I do not. Uh... You want to look it up quick? and, and... No, keep, keep talking, though. I can look okay. it up. Um, the man uh, that her mother asked her about earlier Jason is there and she follows him when he leaves Uh, in a parking garage. She calls him by name. And when he turns around to ask if they know each other, she tells him that she was pregnant before she shoots him six times and (laughs) leaves him for dead. (laughs) What's that? I said unloads the clip. Yeah. But a great song that plays in the bar. Yes. The lyrics, right? It's totally fitting. (laughs) Very, very fitting. And yeah, we finally get to realize why all these kid things got to Anna Lucia. Yeah, exactly. Took us, you know, way longer than it should have maybe to get there. But (laughs) it, it was a slow burn, which normally I like. But it unfortunately happened to a character I just don't really care about. Mm hmm. Um, back in the jungle, Saeed again asks what happened and she, uh, to the, to the man who, uh, shot her and she lies and says that they never found him. She then cuts him free and throws the gun at him, telling him to shoot her. And he gets in her face and asks what good it would be to kill her when they're both already dead. He walks over to Shannon's body to pick it up and hold it. Back in the hatch, Sawyer is struggling and Kate is trying to calm him down. On the beach, Michael is walking along and Vincent the dog sees him. Uh, Charlie is playing guitar when he sees Jin, Libby, and Bernard approaching and he runs to hug Jin. Bernard is only looking for Rose and finds her. And they're finally reunited. Very beautiful. We've needed it since the pilot episode, and it it only took us, what, a year and a half? Yeah. But it yeah. finally happened. Um, and then Jin uh, sees Sun, and she has to do a double take to see him. 
and then they run to each other and, and embrace, and they're finally reunited. And it feels like it's been a year and a half with them. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, when uh, when the Raft left, they were not on the best of terms, you know, tr- trying to uh, uh, make it better. But, they, yeah, they definitely weren't on the best of terms when the Raft left. So now they're both just very happy to be alive and back together. Absolutely. Um. In the jungle, Echo is leading Jack to Ana Lucia and Saeed, and Jack sees Saeed carrying Shannon before looking at Ana Lucia, who looks like she's seen a ghost in Jack. And then I have the ending where we get a fantastic two-shot of Ana Lucia and Jack and the distance between the two of them that speaks volumes despite no dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Now, my notes on the ending there, uh, it starts with the last thing that's said in the episode, your home. It's what Kate whispers to, to Sawyer there, um, trying to calm him down, is, is your home. And then you cue the montage, cue the music, cue the reunions. Michael and Vincent, Rose and Bernard, Jin and Son, Anna and Jack, two worlds collide. FYI, you, if it, your home, that's going to be the name of this episode. I knew it would be. <laughs> that's because you you actually asked <laughs> about ask. it at one point. No one and, else has asked. <laughs> once I realized that your home is, is the last thing that's mentioned, I was just looking in the transcript. I said, there it is. There's your episode title, Your Home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, another very good juxtaposition, uh, Anna wearing black, Jack wearing white, the black and white theme that – is uh, relevant all throughout Lost, another example of that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have for the episode Collision. In retrospect, I wish it could have been a little sexier once, once we figured out that that was the... <laughs> How many many times has that been said about, like, some of these things? Ah, that episode should have been sexier. I mean, like, maybe maybe a couple episodes, I don't know, abandoned or whatever. But, you know, yeah, you wish there was a little little more uh, material for you to (laughs) tease. Yeah, that would have been funny. Um. Did you have, uh, did I, did I, I, I mentioned mine. I don't know if we talked about yours in this episode. Did you have a put down the phone moment for yeah, this episode? Uh, I, I think I mentioned it. It was the, and I think I was joking with myself or I knew that it would be a joke later on here, but the Saeed and Echo fight just again, because I'm into the action and adventure and I'm like, I want to see these two guys fight. Like that's, that's what I want to see. Like fight, fight, fight. You know, I was definitely that kid in high school. And, uh, so I wanted to see that because I thought it could have it had a lot of potential for a good fight. And so that was my put down the phone moment, watch every punch, watch every kick, watch them struggle to get the gun, you know, like that was that was mine. It was lame. I think yours might have been a little better. If I would have had to pick another put down the phone mo- put down the phone moment, it would have been the montage at the end. Okay. Yeah, the the again, the colli- this episode title's Collision and that's what it's all about. These, the Tailies, the survivors, finally coming together. Absolutely. And 
since you said that, all I could think of is the fact that like this episode went from, uh, you know, uh, more. Uh, it went from bashing the producers for teasing us and pretty much giving us the middle finger, some Ana Lucia bashing. Uh, I, I said about you know creating like a a, a Fight Club lost video game. The actual episode discussion. Then we went to like some sexy time, and then <laughs> and then we went to like the rest of the the episode. And well, we went. In, we also went into that great discussion about the analysis of Lost. Oh yeah, the the giant uh, thank you to the to the fellow Lost fans. Yeah, we we fell into a hole there. You know, yeah. This ep- we covered a lot of ground in this episode here. We did, and I have to say, like I, I mean, I I figured if you wanted to talk about this one that we would make this discussion work. There's certain episodes that I just go into them thinking this isn't going to be great. Like there's not going to be much. And that that's nothing to do with any, uh, any guest. It's just a matter of if I watch an episode going, I don't, I don't like this episode or I don't like this character or whatever. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I have to say, like, I didn't necessarily think this conversation was going to be great. If, talking with you is great, and I figured we could make something work with it, but I didn't think that it was going to be great. But you're right. We covered a lot of ground in this episode. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. The The episode itself has to give you enough material to carry up this this podcast. You know, I mean, yes, luckily me and you, we got, we got pretty good chemistry, I think. So we can extend some things going to other discussions or whatever, laugh, joke and stuff. But at, at the core of this is your episode discussion. And if the episode's just lacking, like that doesn't make your job or my job, anybody's job easier. So I, I, I definitely get what you're saying about you go into some episodes, rolling your eyes, minimal notes probably, and then you're like, how the hell do I make a, a podcast about this? And uh, I I think a lot of people would go into this episode thinking that too because, again, Anna Lucy is not a very well-liked character. That's universal. You can talk to a lot of Lost fans, and a lot of them hate Anna Lucia. I get it. And so, of course, they don't care about her backstory you know, I don't care about the backstory either. I, I didn't like that part of the episode. But what I did like about the episode, I knew I could talk about, you know, and, and yeah. discuss. Well, like like we said earlier, you know, like and I, and I said, normally the 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 slow burn of, uh, you know, fig- finding out, you know, it's taken us uh, two episodes, really uh, three or four. If we count the previous times that she's mentioned, you know, uh, like the the vague mentions of like. They took a lot of like the you know the others took a lot of things or or you know uh, the the kids or the you know what I mean like those those little tiny one off comments in previous episodes, but then the episode right before this and then this episode, it took us all almost all of the flashbacks to find out why she has the affinity for the for the kids you know or why she gets mm-hmm. so. Uh, emotional in regards to the kids and normally I like those kinds of things when they can build it up and build it up and build it up and then finally give us the answer but this is it just happened for a character that I just don't really care about and so it's the the idea behind it you know the build 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 is great 
but it has to be, in my opinion, for somebody that I want to know mm-hmm. what, what the thing is. And I just didn't feel that with, with, uh, with Ana Lucia. No, because she's already done a lot of stupid stuff leading into her own episode or, you know, during this episode, too, that, yeah, by the end. Sure, you find out the big reveal that she was previously pregnant, but you're like, yeah, as you said, I don't care. You know, like, right. Okay, good to know. Move on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think that might wrap us up unless we have anything else really quick for this episode. Want to hear a couple trivia points? Of you know, course. Those Always do. Uh, the actress who played Rose and the actor who played Bernard deliberately did not meet before their reunion scene as they wanted it to be authentic as possible. I actually had no idea about that till about a week, you know, till I started doing this episode, but, uh, that's cool. Good for them. I, I, it worked. I think it was a very good scene. So, uh, congratulations to those guys, Sam Anderson and L. Scott Caldwell. Uh, this episode was also originally promoted as a Charlie centric episode titled, old habits in order to hide Shannon's death. There were hopes that viewers would think that this episode was focused around Charlie using drugs again. However, the title would play into Anna Lucia's old habit of shooting people. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. Those are always, there, there's several episodes that were originally going to be something else or somebody, uh, a different character centric. I love learning about those. And I think I've read them all by now a million times. But yeah, there's there's always a there was there's was a few episodes in the entire series that weren't supposed to be what they ended up being. Uh, there's a blooper. You like bloopers, right? I do. When Anna Lucia goes over to Shannon's dead body, Shannon can be seen breathing as her chest and stomach are moving. Interesting. That's not the first time that's happened with one of their uh, one of their supposedly dead uh, people on this show. They really didn't take the time to uh to try that versus i will shout out buffy the vampire slayer when a certain character dies on there and they hold a shot of that person and their eyes are open the entire time and they only had to go in once they they hold on this person for like it's not like minutes because i don't think you can really hold your eyes open for that long but it's it seems like quite a long time that they hold uh, hold the shot on this person before they uh they zip up the body bag and it was like right at that point that the person uh blinked their eyes and they had to go in and digitally <laughs> remove it uh, now are you sure it wasn't a freeze frame of any sort maybe while uh while those eyes were open it was the what late 90s early 2000s they had freeze frame but it was a lot more obvious than than current technology gotcha okay the guy blinks right at the end that's funny (laughs) i didn't say it was a guy oh you didn't sorry yeah sorry the person i because i have no idea who it is but the person i know uh, but i want you to watch that show one day and so i don't want to spoil it for you (laughs) oh yeah i mean i again i yeah i mean obviously i'm sure there's tons of guys on there but anyways yeah so the the actor actress blinks at the very end that's funny (laughs) but they didn't but they but you don't see it because like i said they went in and they they did uh with that with that day's technology they they somewhere behind the scenes yeah Nice. It was uh, it was on the on the commentary for the episode actually I I heard it but it's just a matter of that person dedicated themselves to acting dead 
maybe some of the lost actors need to take a, another acting class. No, I'm just joking because they're fantastic. <laughs> All right, and I'm sending this podcast directly to Maggie Grace herself. Uh, <laughs> oh, believe me, it, there's much worse things that have been said about her on on <laughs> in this series. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think uh, I think that might end it for this episode thank you once again uh jake for being on it's always a pleasure to talk with you especially about lost always a pleasure um you want to hit us with your social media one more time i do uh so snapchat uh twitter instagram same handle jake lce and then on facebook it's jacob woken w-o-l-k-a-n Hopefully that was clear enough for you, Paul. Uh, <laughs> listen to the last episode, people. You'll get it. But, uh, yeah, uh, find me on social media and uh, send me funny lost memes. All right. And uh, I th- that's going to be it. I will end with the traditional thank you, namaste, and good luck. Namaste. Wow, that episode was sizzling, wasn't it? For more content like this, how about you subscribe to the channel down below? While you're there, how about you like this particular episode and share it with your friends?